we've met some of your fans and uh, we got the impression they were all male fans, that the ones that we talked to, um, and that they were struggling with their manhood and that you uh, give them this message that it's okay to be a man. It's not okay. It's necessary. What the hell are we going to do without men? You look around the city here, you see all these buildings go up, these men, they're doing impossible things. They're under the streets, working on the sewers. They're up on the power lines in the storms and the, and the rain. They're keeping this impossible infrastructure functioning, this thing that works in a miraculous manner. They work themselves to death, and often literally. And, and the... the um, the gratitude for that is sorely lacking, especially among the people who should be most grateful. You see university professors, especially of the social justice bent, who are among the most protected and privileged people that the world has ever produced. They take everything they have for granted, failing to understand entirely that there's a massive infrastructure of unbelievably hardworking, solidly laboring, working-class men breaking themselves in half on a regular basis making sure that everything that always breaks works. And so a little gratitude for that is in order. And it's very useful to tell everyone, not just men, that they have an important role to play, a necessary role, and that if they act properly and honestly and forthrightly, that they can put their lives together and they can help their families and they can make their communities better and that that's not toxic masculinity that appalling phrase it's what keeps the world going round and if we had any sense we'd understand that instead of doing everything at every possible moment to label what we have in the west as oppressive and patriarchal and and, and fundamentally predicated on power of all the insane propositions. I was thinking the other day, some, a journalist asked me why the audience, why people are responding so positively to what I'm saying, the young men, for example, and yeah. I thought, hmm, why, why, yeah, that's a good question. He says, well, I'm actually on their side. I'm really happy that, I'm really happy that they're not wasting their lives. I'm really sad to see that people are disenchanted and nihilistic and depressed and anxious and aimless and and perverse and vengeful and, and all of those things. It's terrible. And then to see people question whether that's necessary and then to start to rise out of it. It's like, it's so fun. Like last night I was at, after my talk, it's overwhelming. I don't usually think about these things, but I was, I was after my talk last night and so all these people line up and, you know, they have their... 15, 15 seconds with me and they're kind of tentative they're excited and attentive when they come up to talk to me and then they have you know 15 seconds of time to tell me something I'm really listening to them and they're hesitant about whether or not to share the good news about their life you know and I think it's often because when people share good news about their life people don't necessarily respond positively you know they don't get encouragement and people need so little encouragement yeah. it's just unbelievable and so they'll tell me something good, and I'll think, oh, that's so good. You know, somebody says, oh, I'm getting along way better with my father. I haven't seen him for 10 years, and now we get along. It's like, God, great. Yeah. And the, the, the power of that, you can't overstate the power of that for individuals to get their, 
life together, the individual is mm. an unbelievably powerful force and every single person who gets their act together a little bit has the capacity to spread that around them. Mm. It's, it's a chain reaction and so it's a lovely thing to see. And That's fantastic. Our daughter ended her life at 24 due to depression. If someone is determined to end their life, how can one change their mind? Oh, well, first of all, that, that's, I'm very sorry about that. That's a terrible thing. Look, I had this friend, her, sorry. There's been a lot of depression in our family, so it's a question that cuts close to the bone. <clears throat> Anyways, I had this friend, a friend of my parents, and her granddaughter committed suicide, you know. She was just beating herself up about that. What could have I done? What could have I done differently? This is the problem with suicide. It leaves everybody behind thinking, oh my God, what could have I done? I could have treated the person better. I could have listened. I could have been there. It's like, and she was just beating herself up about this, really feeling that she wasn't a useful person, that she'd failed as a grandmother. She's a really good person, you know? And so I went for a walk with her and I said, and she's married and she likes her husband and he's a really good guy. And I said, um, look, you're, you're blaming yourself for, the, for your granddaughter's suicide. It's like, are you blaming your husband? Are you sitting him down and telling him what a use, useless bastard he was as a grandfather because his granddaughter committed suicide and how he failed completely? She said, no, I'd never do that. So I said, well, don't do it to yourself. been so long I have been emotionally stuck and trapped and I've been working at these hotels and I have two reasons why I work there is because one I think I'm helping a friend and I need that hotel discount so I go above and beyond and I lose myself. I've lost myself. 
from the moment I because I chose it I, I chose to help out I chose to go above and beyond I chose to I dove in it's been almost a year I guess and I've been so consumed by the problems and, and, and the anticipation of things and all these other things and that I don't even think about myself. I don't even think about my career. I don't think about anything else. And I mean, there's a comfort to that, but it's also a poison. And I don't feel the effects of the poison until I get home when I'm by myself. When I have the rest of the day. There is no energy in me. But there are still things I need to do. So sacrifices are made. In the promise, delusional as it might be, but in the promise that I'm helping out friends, I'm going above and beyond for friends, and that gesture, that and that act is just being received as a granted thing. I don't hate anybody that I work with nor do I have any malice towards them. Things are the way they are. It just is what it is. I've been working for I don't even know how many days straight. Finally got a day off. And I don't know what to do with myself. There are things that I used to do. I would be excited for it, but I've lost it. I've, I've I've lost all of that. I like actively right now. Only thing I can think about is, do they have enough? This does the people that I let be in charge while I have my day off. Do they have enough? This I'm still thinking about work. I'm still like. Man, I don't want to burden anybody. I don't want to bother anybody. I don't want to. Do they have enough of anything? But no matter how much I try to go above and beyond, people will still complain. People will still have something to say. It is still not good. And then I'm like. I'm going. I'm going above and beyond for a fucking thing that's just supposed to be a side work. This is not my career. This is not anything of anything. I am not gonna be the number one fucking hotel, whatever. I'm trying to create my own business, and I'm helping fucking y'all. I'm fucking going above and I'm going above and beyond for y'all. But I'm the fucking asshole. I'm the one that's not doing things right.
that doesn't I don't need to be here I don't need to work this job I do things on my own I can make money on the side I do I lose money working this place I lose money caring about this place but I'm the asshole I'm the one that doesn't think about the job I'm the one that's not doing his work But it's just how this work is, I guess. It's like a beggar critiquing you on how you gave them change. I don't fucking need to be here, dude. I'm helping y'all. And still, I get still, I'm in the you fucking wag your finger at me. I'm fucking helping you. It's just. Irritating. It angers me. That this, this, these jobs have taken up so much focus, so much of me. That has nothing to do with my career. That has nothing to do with what I'm building for. This isn't me. This isn't anything. Of me. The original idea for working at a hotel is to get that discount. And I'm working so hard and I still don't even fucking have that discount. But. It's my fault. It's my fault that I wanted to help people out that I liked. It's my fault that I thought that they would help me out. It's my fault. It, it, it's nobody else's fault but mine. And I am angry. So fucking angry. But anger does nothing. Anger is nothing. All I can do is just observe it, soak it in, let it go. If I have to tell somebody to do something, or do something for me, then that doesn't even make sense. Because if somebody wanted to do something for me, they would have done it already. Why do I have to think of something for them to do it? I don't know. I don't know. I, I just have to focus on myself. I don't like that. I don't like that. Like I have to be selfish. 
I have to worry about only me then I have to actively be worried about what I'm gonna get out of every interaction how is that a good thing And I'm at the point, like, I, I can't. I have people that I love and I miss, but I can't interact with them just yet. Because I need a better myself. Because I feel like I am a burden. I feel like I am a plague. I feel like I am something that people have to accommodate to. I am not simple. I am not easily explainable. I am painful. I am I've been so focused on this thing that Don and Dash has taken the back seat. The break room has taken the back seat. All these projects and things that I have, the podcast, everything, the comedy shows, the the hot five open mic has taken a back seat. There's so many things that have taken a back seat. Why? Because I've been helping other people out that don't appreciate it. But I'm <sighs> I am on the other side now. I have to treat everything like a job. I have to treat my career like a job. I have to wake up when I don't want to. I have to put in work when I don't want to. I have to schedule everything to make myself better. I uh I didn't realize how much I've missed out as far as interacting with this world with experiencing this planet until recently. There's only a few people that I trust. And. And it's hard to. Be okay with people. I don't know if she wants her name out there but. Help me to realize what exactly is going on. I live in one of the greatest states 
dirtiest country. And I'm not taking advantage. Because of her, I've actually gone hiking, traveling. Gone back to who I was. Gone back to the things I used to do before the trip. When I was with one of my exes, I would plan everything from the ground up. What time we're leaving, where we're checking in, where we're going to eat, all these other things. Like everything, everything, everything. When her and I broke up, it ended with her. I had no more will to explore or be out there. But this one trip, this one trail, it just reminded me that what I used to love was. And I still have so many things that I have to go through. So many problems. I fucked up on my taxes, so the IRS is after me, and certain friendships are not there anymore. And I feel like I can't look up right now. I have to keep looking down focusing on what I have to do no matter how much I miss anything anyone or whatever hanging in there but either way Thank you for listening. My name is Seven, and this has been Memoirs of a Seer. Y'all, some people got good friends, and not I live my life right. Intense. On the edge, on the wire I'm from the group where friction needs to fire Stack your bricks, the time is take your pick Do it, don't, the track, out the Yo, my life is good, I got my peeps in the mix, so Words come to words, my peoples come first I got worldwide family all over the earth And I worry about them all for whatever it's worth From the birth to the hearse, through streets the guns burst Words I disperse are here to free minds yeah. And if mine are needy, I need to feed mine When words come to words Set up shop and write a verse, action Actually, that's best come to best My lyrics take care of me, they therapy Get shit off my chest, extra stress 3-4 over the score, different patterns Are rhyming, prepare me for war So next time you see us, we'll be deadly on tour When worst come to worst, my peoples Come first, word up If worst comes to worst, I make whole crews Disperse, you know it's family first Gifted unlimited, with dilated People, 
Abu, Evidence, Irish Science, and a shout out to my man Alchemist on the Trinidad. I'm a glutton for the truth, even though truth hurts. I've studied with my peoples on streets and in church. We make it hard when we go on first. Long road on the other samurai code. These California streets ain't paved with gold. Nah. When worse come the worst, my peoples come first. Uh, I got the back. At the end of the day, we could go our separate ways, but the song remains and won't change. Got my target locked in range. I might switch gears, but first I switch lanes. Without my people, I got nothing to gain. That's why. Worst come the worst, my peoples come first. Special victims unit, catalyst for movement, create to devastate since '84. Show improving, definitely dilated. Peoples comes first. Cross trainers fall. We raise the bar and we put it in your ear, no matter who you are.